I've had these experiences that have tempered me in a different way and I could trust those. We don't need to listen to the chads and the carrots. This goes in our personal life and it goes in our business life and this goes in every part of our life. If you're interested in how highly successful investors overcome limitations and become unstoppable forces of success, you're in the right place. The Conscious Investor Podcast features weekly conversations with real estate investing experts and delivers a Monday mindset episode to help launch your week with intention. If you believe success is for everyone willing to think, then do, these conversations will be your weekly rocket fuel. Welcome back, Conscious Investors. I have more stories from Mount Albert for you today and how they will actually shift things in your life in powerful, powerful ways. But before I dive into how to put an end to resistance, I got some fire for you today. But before I get into that, I want to invite you, if you are enjoying the podcast, you have a way where you can contribute and it will cost you zero dollars. So if you haven't already, please make sure you hit the subscribe button because then you're going to have Conscious Investor delivered to you as episodes go live. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe over here on YouTube. I'm not sure if you're listening or watching, wherever you are, make sure you're subscribed. And if you really want to be like a next level contributor, please leave an honest rating and review. Believe it or not, I mean, you can believe me, I am a podcaster. And these things actually change things in a tremendous way. And it allows me to invite a whole different type of guest onto the show because they want to be on the show and they want to share and they want to support you. So please make sure that you are hitting that subscribe button, that you are leaving an honest rating and review so that others can find and discover this podcast and lead activated and empowered lives. All right, let's put that aside for a moment and let's talk about resistance. Now, a lot of times we think about one way to think about resistance, right? Just so we have a baseline that we're all talking about here. And that is a rubber band. Now I was trying to think, do I have a rubber band in my drawer? I don't. I'm looking inside my desk drawer, no rubber bands. But if we were to pull, a lot of you are working out at gyms right now and are using resistance bands. So in addition, or in lieu of lifting free weights or something, you might actually be using resistance bands to use your own body weight and tension. So I'm really going a long way to say, think about a rubber band and pulling the rubber band. If it's a tight rubber band faces resistance and it just doesn't want to pull apart anymore. It's exhausting. Resistance is so exhausting. You want to know some micro ways that you probably experience resistance in your life. Right now, if you are a homeowner, you may face the resistance of your lawn. My goodness, we have, I don't know, an acre and a half of lawn. We have a tractor sprinkler. Let me tell you, I'm sure that my husband would say he faces a level of resistance because it's something that's constantly pushing and causing friction in his life because that tractor sprinkler, the hose has to get pulled and it has to be out just so. Then there's a whole mowing of the lawn. My son does like earning the money doing that. We face that resistance of some friction constantly coming into our life by having to take out the trash. Thinking about the handheld computers. Yeah, these things, if you're looking, the phones. Yeah, that's what my looks like on my phone. If you want to see over on YouTube, showing the screenshot on my phone, we face resistance by carrying around these handheld computers that creates this resistance in our relationships because maybe we're not as present. 
with the people that we love most. Maybe I have a friend that was explaining that he's on a project and kicking butt at a project and then they move him on to another project. And it's frustrating, created some resistance for him because he wanted to see it through across the finish line and now kind of robbed and denied. Or you could be like another friend of mine who's also crushing it at her job in the energy sector and they're putting extra weight and extra pressure on her because you're doing so great. You got to like teach the world how to be just like you. We can face resistance in so many different ways. I faced it interesting resistance as I was hiking up Mount Elbert with my friend Monica somewhat recently at this point. And if you haven't heard some of these mindset episodes recently have definitely all kind of revolving around. There were so many huge takeaways on that hike. And I'm a firm believer, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, that if you are robbing yourself, if you are not pushing yourself physically to points of where you just might want to quit and it hurts and you're suffering, if you're not pushing yourself to those points, you are missing out on like powerful life transformation. Now, We've heard the expression, we're going to go back to resistance. I'm off my soapbox on that. Back over to resistance here. We've all heard the expression, Karen, right? There are Karens in the world. It's kind of a trendy thing. And maybe you have or have not heard of chads. So chads are like the male version of Karen. And as we were hiking Mount Elbert, we were no more than 50 yards into our hike. And we came across our first, I'm just going to call him Chad. He wasn't really trying to be a Chad, but he was. It's kind of like that Arcteryx wearing, definitely looks the part of Mr. Outdoorsy and all of that. And he's like, oh, are you you guys are, are you just checking out the trail? Oh no, we're heading up. Oh, I'm just checking out the trail. I'm going to be leaving at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. I just wanted to get a little preview of what this trail was like. Okay, Chad. (laughs) I mean, the subtext was very clear. And then he went on to express some concern over the safety of us leaving. So I think we left the trailhead at 9.50 in the morning. It's fine. I have a lot of outdoor experience. Monica and I are fit. We're fine. We're going to be fine going up. And yeah, we're going to have early afternoon summit. And we understand the complications that may or may not invite into our life. So we just kind of smiled and nodded and said, well, have a good hike tomorrow. (laughs) We're going up there today. And we continue along the trail. And the further we progress on the trail, the more people were coming down from the summit because they were the 5 a.m. early birds. And the further we got up the trail, particularly after we crossed the tree line, and it's something that happened. Like seriously, we crossed the tree line at 10,000 feet and more and more people are passing down. And this criticism kept coming up and it was a criticism laced and packaged in concern. And I know that's probably also the altitude getting to me and maybe being a little more defensive than I should. (laughs) And that could be some ego because, well, I miss outdoorsy. I know what I'm doing. So I'm acknowledging all of those things are definitely playing a hand in here. And I am being a little dramatic to make a point about resistance. And at some point we continually pass people and, oh, you're just heading up. That was like a continual response, not, hey, good job. The weather's great. You're going to get this. No problem. The summit looks great. You have not that it was, oh, you're just heading up. Oh, I don't know that you should do that. Afternoon thunderstorms. Okay. 
So we just kind of politely say, yep, we're keeping our eye on the clouds. We're keeping our eye on the weather. Yep. We feel comfortable. We know to make smart choices. We understand when to turn around. And then something happened as I was hiking along and I'm out of breath. And especially I've mentioned it before that like once I think I reached 12, 13,000 feet, I was really feeling the elevation, the altitude. And in doing that, And in passing all these people, I started to get really discouraged. I started to doubt myself. I started to wonder if these Chaz and Karens actually were more informed than I was. And then I kind of pulled the three stooges. You guys remember those guys, right? And they'd kind of do those knucklehead, like kind of slapstick comedy, slap each other. I kind of had to do that to myself. And I said, wait a second, you have spent significant time, Julie, in the wilderness, in the outdoors. This isn't your first summit. I wonder how many summits these people have made. I wonder how many times they've been out actually in thunder and lightning. I wonder if they've slept on a summit where you look at your feet and it looks like it's going to drop off. I wonder if they've had to figure out how to use the restroom on a summit that is a jagged cliff with not much and you're up there for hours on end because you're backpacking and you're staying the night there, right? You start thinking about other people's experiences and you start thinking about your own experience. And this is where I bet even you are selling yourself short. You see, your experiences are powerful. And what I realized is that I know my past, I know my experiences, and I can trust that those past experiences, they are qualifying me Even if by a margin, they are qualifying me for being able to go and hike and summit whatever peak I want to summit. Those past experiences prepare you for now, right now, here and now. So in my mind, I realized, wow, Chad and Karen, my past experiences, I know what they are. I'm confident in my past experiences. I've seen bears. I've been around all sorts of things. I've been crossing a peak because we had no other option in an electrical storm. (laughs) Boy, I'll tell you, we crossed that one really fast. So I've had these experiences that have tempered me in a different way and I could trust those. We don't need to listen to the chads and the carrots. This goes in our personal life and it goes in our business life and this goes in every part of our life. People don't know what our past is. And so to those people that I was passing by, I jokingly, it's true. I looked at my friend Monica at one point. I said, we must just look like way too cute to be out here on a trail. We apparently don't look enough the part. They're concerned. They don't think that we have this level of experience. They must be judging on the outside or something like that, right? Because we both have so much experience. So at one point... I put it end to resistance. Now, I'm not suggesting you go about it in the same way that I did. And if you're watching on YouTube, I am really trying to not look in the camera. Boy, it was not my shiniest moment, but I learned something from this. And I passed by this lady. Monica's maybe like 10 yards ahead of me. Maybe, I don't know. She's a little ways ahead. And so I can hear, and we're roughly like 13,000 feet, maybe a little higher than that. And this lady comes, she stops to actually let us go by, which is really cool. And then she says to Monica, like, are you going to summit? That really doesn't seem very safe. And she was really expressing concern, but again, not concern and care so much as criticism and conjecture. So 
I come up and she starts to say the same thing. Are you really going to summit? And I was doing my, I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. I can go slow as a sloth. I can do that, but I'm going to continue to put one foot in front of the other. And as I did that, I just said, said, you know, maybe, maybe we'll just hang out on top of that summit until the lightning comes. I mean, heck, maybe we just want to get struck by lightning. (laughs) I said a little bit more than that. I'll leave it to your imagination. It proved a point. And I just simply kept walking because I was really done with these people talking like that. And maybe you're feeling that same way where you're like, I'm just done with people. They're what I call the peanut gallery of life. They don't have a vested interest. They have nothing to gain or lose if I'm successful. They just simply want to voice and articulate their opinion. They want to write the narrative of my life and they're not even living it. I am actually like a character in their story and they want to write out my story. Heck no. So maybe you need to make that exact same choice to say, no, I write the story of my life. The moment I did that, this is the craziest thing. And this is a whole reason I am bringing this up to you in this podcast, in this elongated story format. And that is the moment that I drew a line in the sand and spoke in very uneloquent ways, very juvenile ways to the Karen on the trail. (laughs) From that moment on, not a single moment longer, not a single person passed by that wasn't encouraging, complete opposite, complete, total different person passing by us from that point on. They could not overhear us because of the way the wind patterns were and such there's and where people were, there was no way they overheard what I said to Karen on the trail, but me saying, I'm done with this. No one's talking to me like this. Nobody's going to tell me that I can or cannot do X, Y, or Z. I am writing the story of my life. The moment I made that decision, everything shifted. And I know that that sounds, I'm not trying to say, hey, I'm playing God of my life, but I am saying that too often we are playing passive roles in our lives when we're the star of our lives. So I want you to think about the resistance in your life. And I want you to start thinking, wait a second, what role is this? If this were a movie right now and I were a cast member, am I acting like the leading role in my life? Or am I acting like just a supporting cast character? Am I just some crew? Am I just somebody on the set? Like, where am I when it comes to my life? And how am I showing up? You have so much more to give, so much more capacity to give. But as long as you are letting people write the narrative of your life, and as long as you are entertaining the resistance of life, you will be powerless. So take back your life and take back control. Draw that line in the sand and say, no, this is my life. And this is the direction my life is going. And you know what? I know how to look for storms. And I also know how to ask for guidance from people along the trail. And I know how to interpret this information. And when I get into confusing situations, I know trusted people to go to. Doesn't that feel so much better than just having somebody kind of boss you around? It's like, wait a second, my life. So. Even if it gets messy and ugly, I want to encourage you 
in a respectful way, but my words did not come out in a beautiful way. They were not articulate at all. And I am going to share in another episode, I'm going to share the words I decided. I decided I thought it through the other day and I thought I'm going to share the words that I shared with Karen, but not in this episode. Okay. Because this isn't the episode for that. That's a whole different story. And it's a whole different topic, right? It's not resistance. It's something different. But I want you to just make sure that you are walking boldly in your life. This world invites and wants a lot of drones and a lot of just supporting cast members. And that's what they want. It's easy to play that role. And you know what? You're going to stand out the more you decide to play the star role in your own life. Doesn't sound weird that so many of us aren't doing that. So many people aren't. The moment you decide to do that, you will stand out from the rest of the people around you because people aren't used to people playing the lead role of their own lives. And people are used to having a little level of power and influence over others. Okay. It reminds me a lot of that, the Truman show with Jim Carrey from long ago. And maybe for a lot of you listening, that's going to bring back. If you haven't watched that movie, I highly recommend you go and watch it. Just if only to really solidify this concept of what's the role in your life. Are you just in this bubble world that is being directed by all these other people, manipulated and controlled by others? You're just kind of getting pushed and herded along. Heck no, that's not the life you were intended to lead. You have a powerful contribution deep within you, and it is time to activate that. And it is time to share that with the world. It is time to stand out. And golly, how gorgeous would this world be if we were all activating that inner potential and just shining, shining bright? Guess what? There isn't a limitation on how many beautiful stars there can be in the world. And if you doubt me on that, just look up, go to the mountains, Go to the ocean where you're away from any city lights and look up at a beautiful night sky. The more stars there are, the more glorious it is. It just is heavenly. So imagine how beautiful the world could be if more people were being the stars of their life. All right, that's what I have for you. If you need support in learning how to activate your utmost potential, please make sure that you reach out to me. I've mentioned before, we're launching that women's group coaching session. I'll run a high-performance group coaching session. My friend Sarah is running a conscious parenting session and women will have access also to the main group coaching sessions, the book club, as well as over 18 hours of amazing trainings and learning training opportunities available. So I just want to encourage you. And if you're not a lady, but you're like, geez, Julie, I want to put it into this resistance in my life. I want to stop playing, you know, being carted around in my own life. Don't worry. I've got your back too. I have a limited number of one-on-one spaces available. I usually reserve it for five and that's that. So reach out, see if I have space available and we'll see if that's a fit now. Finally, I am going to be saying this reminder a lot over the next few episodes because I don't want you to forget. I want this to be top of mind. If you're looking to invest in apartments, do not wait until December to do that. You're like, oh, wait, I got to do. Don't wait until December. We don't know that we'll have an opportunity in December. Now, last December, I did. And golly, that opportunity, it closed in uh, March and we're already outperforming our projections. It's absolutely such an amazing opportunity. However, 
I can't guarantee I'm going to have something. I don't like having December deals. I don't want to spend my Christmas vacation in that way. And so I want you to just really be thinking if we haven't had a conversation, make sure that you reach out to me now so that you are in the pipeline, at least in the know, just like we're talking about right here. Now you get to make, you get to call the shots, right? Instead of, oh, I have to sit on the sidelines. Julie launched a deal, but I can't participate in it because X, Y, Z. You get to be in control of your life because you've had that phone call and now you have that opportunity, okay? And that's all of life. If you're not gonna take action, you're not going to have opportunity. So make sure you are driving the ship of your life. You're awesome. I'm so excited about where life is going to take you. I'd love to hear what you gain from this. So make sure third, I guess three, I'm supposed to have one call to action. I have like 500, sorry guys. So, you know, leave an honest rating and review, share this podcast with someone else that you know it's going to empower. All right, until next time, live big, love bigger. Are you enjoying this episode? Help spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend or family member. Because really, where would any of our lives be without other people sharing great content with us? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms and with those you care about. And remember, tag me at Happy Julie Holly. 